welcome 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 guys back to another episode this week we'll be looking at the justifications for slavery and this is a topic that caused my heart to literally bleed i presented it presented on it in class and it was a bit difficult for me and i expressed that in the presentation and i'm just going to try and just go right into it in the interest of time i will not i will not be looking at all the justifications i'll be looking at probably two or three of them so i was starting with a quote by edmund s morgan and it says the central paradox of american history is that the rise of liberty and equality was accompanied by the rise of slavery interesting isn't it the idea of liberty and equality and freedom for all came into play and was heavily spoken about about but with all of this happening in the society there was an increased rise of slavery within the population very odd i struggled with formulating this podcast primarily because the justifications given for slavery just did not sit well with me and i cannot fathom why the justifications even sat well with the puritans or anybody for that matter but as you everybody's views and opinions are different and i guess that is why i cannot reconcile the idea the idea of life liberty and the pursuit of happiness just did not seem to be very consistent with the practices of slavery the puritans like many hypocrites residing within and outside of the american society just took the justifications or coined the justifications in such a way that it seemed right that it seemed moral that it seemed very just to be doing these acts but was it right to whip an infant to death with a cow skin, cow skin as some heavy, you know, or whip a man for going to see his wife. I personally know that I just could not endure such things. I'd probably give up the ghost from the first day of working on a plantation, or I'd probably be shot because of my mouth and i just cannot understand having your culture your identity your humanity stripped and you are forced to become a thing inanimate lifeless and spiritless just because of the color of your skin the justifiable reasons that the puritans had for these practices they had religious um, justifications we spoke about that in the previous podcast they had natural law that commercial economic political reasons and so on and so forth and so i've been looking at natural and cultural justifications right now natural law and the natural justification that they have is that blacks chose slavery to escape their state of nature so they're saying that blacks were incapable of caring for themselves and would perish or degenerate without protection of white owners the 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 the, the, the issue that i'm having with this is that the africans were living quite contented and happily we used to say they weren't happy in their own homes on their own land and they were living and doing as they pleased when they came under the protection as they call it of the white owners they were dying many many about six million africans died 
from being transported from Africa to America and elsewhere. So these people died quicker than if you had left them in their homes. So this justification just does not pan out for me. And one of the things where they say that blacks chose slavery and blacks used slavery as a means of protection, there was this one slave girl named Margaret Garner who ran away with her husband and her kids. And when she was caught, she slit the throat of her children. One of her child died and on her way being transported back to the plantation, one of the, the boat met in an accident and one of her kids fell overboard and drowned and she rejoiced. That says a lot to me that someone will rejoice over their child being killed or deliberately killing their child just to not enter back into that state. So why would slave naturally select this state? I don't think so. Then there is a cultural justification. So slavery was a means of civilizing the, the, the white. And I think this idea was born out of ignorance because the blacks, the Africans were different from them and their culture was different. And because they did not understand this culture, they saw it as primitive and took it upon their heads that they needed to colonize and humanize uh, um, the black people and this was just not something that was happening for me i'm going to look at one final justification and then wrap up um political slaves were not seen as persons they were not seen as persons until it came time for voting they were counted as half of a person so that they could vote so two slaves would equate to one vote what what utter nonsense 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 and this this idea has projected throughout society and these justifications still mean a lot to people today in the american society and the wider world because i have been a victim of racism i have been treated less than because of the color of my skin more than once while being in america and it just goes to show that these justifications have residual effects in the american community because minorities black Mexican, whatever they are, they be, are still seen as or are, are still deteriorating in societal backwaters. So they are seen less than in society, no matter what they do or where they go. One last thing I want to share before I wrap up: Frederick Douglass made a speech on Independence Day, and they, I guess, these white people used him because they, he he free he ran away from slavery. He freed himself from slavery, I guess, and they thought that it would mean a lot to him. And when he went to do the speech, he said, and this is a quote, I'm going to quote everything that he said. He said, why am I called upon to speak here today? What have I or those I represent to do with your national independence? Are the great principles of political freedom and of natural justice embodied in that declaration of independence Ended to us, I am not included within the pale of this glorious anniversary. Your high independence only reveals the immeasurable distance between us. The rich inheritance of justice 
liberty, prosperity, and independence bequeathed by your fathers is shared by you, not me. This 4th of July is yours, not mine. You may rejoice. I must mourn. And this says a lot. And it shows that even when this speech was made, I think in 1882 or whenever, I can't remember the exact date. I think it's 1882 though. When he made this speech, that he could obviously see that there was a distance between the Caucasians and the Africans. And still today, there is a distance between both races. And why is that? And what are we going to do to repair this? And will this, this distance ever be repaired? I don't think so. And I don't know how. Let me know your comments.